Hey, Nanette, how are you doing today? I'm great, Dave. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm blessed. And I'm excited because we are going into part two of our interview with artist extraordinaire <laughs> Stephen Levin, the judge and juror for the Visual Arts Center National Art Exhibit. Yeah, really cool. Right, so here we go. Hey, I guess he never did get that judge's robe, huh? Oh. This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us. As we explore the worlds of art. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. And you can find this and other episodes of our talk show on Facebook and our website at partnershipforthearts.group.org. Okay, so here we go. Steven, welcome back to the show for part two. Yes. And hello, Aaron, Stephen's wife sitting over there, giving us two thumbs up. <laughs> and you told us, so you've also been doing a series of butterflies and books. Yeah, that's another series that I thought of years ago. And I had sketches and drawings, and I just kept putting it aside because I thought, I don't know if this is any good. And then I thought, okay, I'll just do one of but these. But when you say you don't know if it's good, what do you what do you mean? You don't know if the idea well, is yeah. good. Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting like, to me. Appeal to people, but or I don't know if you've noticed, but artists are a little strange. Well, we would never say that on our show. I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> so we're always wondering if an idea that we've come up with anybody's going to understand it. You know, if it's going to be a little bit too too odd. We would never say that on the show either. <laughs> How about you give us an example? It's, it's you know, you're, I'm drawing a, a sort of a, a contrast. Mm -hmm. And then same kind of thing with the hats and the bird's nest. The butterfly wings are like pages of a book, right? And they're delicate. Ooh, well said. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah. And so, but the books have a permanence about them because, you know, they're, they're, they feel more permanent. And a butterfly is a very transient thing. And so... That's the contrast, and so I'm trying to do the interplay there with how I'm stacking the books. And I'm, I like using the old books because they're worn, and uh, it just gives us, you know, the sense of time and this feeling of time going by. So. And when did you start in doing the butterflies? Yeah. Um, three years ago, I think. No, there's a story with those butterflies, right? Yeah. Tell us about the butterflies. What about the butterflies? I actually have actual butterflies. Yeah, about how, how, what do you do? Because you paint from life. I do. For the still lives, I paint from life. So I have a collection of old tattered books, and I very carefully try to stack them and without wrecking them. just a lot of butterflies flying all around. <laughs> no, you, you can, yeah, you can go online and get anything. So I thought, well, maybe I can get an actual butterfly. You know. Uh, now, we just want to clarify, not a live one. Not a live one. Not a live one, but they, you know, on a pin. And you've got, you can order any species you want, practically. And you can get it with the wings open or with the wings closed or whatever you want. And so uh, that way I can set them up and pose them exactly the way I want. So in <laughs> those paintings with the books and the butterflies, that's actually all real life. It is. Yeah. I mean, well, for some of them that are really, <laughs> the butterflies are quite dead. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they yeah. stay. They stay. Yes, I can get them exactly how I want them. Okay, still life. How about that? Yes, yeah, there, there yeah, you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, 
I'll say it again, Stephen, that was a great description. That was uh, quite insightful into what you put into your work. Right. I love that explanation. You do? I mean, I love yeah. looking deeper into the painting mm -hmm. and the permanence, impermanence. Yeah, right. Contrast. Right. So, Stephen, as you mentioned in the past that we discussed, artists working on a new idea. How did you decide you wanted to move forward with this, that it was a good idea? So I set up the first one a few years ago, and as I was working on it, I, Aaron, my wife, walked into the studio one day, and I said, I just don't, I don't know if this is any good. Do you like this one? And you said you really loved it. You said, this is a great idea. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just keep going. You got the two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So now, and I mean this in all seriousness, does she sometimes say, she gives idea. really good critiques. Yeah. She does. She's always a little bit embarrassed, reluctant to say something negative, but she's almost always spot on. There you like go. Like I said, artists, you're not always the best judge of your work. So, this, is kind, of, this mm. is kind of changing the subject, but one of the things I've just been thinking about a lot recently is, uh, you know, there's been all of these... I don't know, studies or, or whatever that have come out that say people on average spend about, and I think this might be high, 20 seconds in front of a painting. Yeah. And so, you know, and there have been people who are, you know, studying a painting for 15 minutes. But I think that has something to do with the fact that it appeals to you. I tend to spend quite a bit of time looking at a piece of art that appeals to me. And I think that's the way it works. Yep. Right. And, and for an artist, though, 20 seconds, you have to grab the viewer right away. Yeah, you know, I'd say that's true. You, you do. Yes, you do. You know, since we're on the subject of galleries, yeah. how about some insight as to how that works when you show in galleries? Um, I mean, sometimes you, th you think of an idea for a painting and... The way I was taught is you want to come up with a really strong, bold value design, which just means the lights and darks, so that mm -hmm. when you see this painting from across the room, which you may, that may be how far away you see it at first, you want to walk right mm -hmm. up to it. There's something that about draws it. draws you in. Yep, it draws you in. That gallery that I've been with for many years, when you walk in the door, the furthest spot away on the far wall, it's, it goes three rooms back into the gallery, that's where you want to put your biggest, boldest painting in your show, because it has to read from that far away because it's gonna. That's what people are gonna look at when they walk in. You're gonna go right back. But you would have. This would be a show where you'd have the entire, like all three rooms. Um, or two rooms. Usually two the first rooms. room was always set up for kind of an overview of the artists they have, mm -hmm. and then you'd have the next two rooms or maybe just the last one if it were a two-person show. So, uh, but it, that's something you think about: is the impact course. from across the. So then, when you do, so you go and hang the shows yourself. No. They're actually quite good at it. No, I would, I, so this gallery was in San Francisco, I'm in Minneapolis, so I send the paintings and I usually give them a sort of a preview of what's coming. I might send some progress images and explain to them, because they have collectors who might be asking. Um, and then they, I send the work as I finish it. So then they start to get an idea and then they hang the show. They usually, paintings for instance, might all have to be there by Monday, so the show can open on Thursday. Yeah. yeah, in fact, just about everything I do, I have an idea of where it's going. So the, the show gets scheduled well in advance. And most of his artists at this particular gallery like to work on a nice long time frame, you know, 
I, I wanted 10 so months or a year. So oil paintings take a really long time to dry, don't they? They take a long time to dry. Yeah, yeah and it takes a lot of paintings to fill just one of those rooms. Mm -hmm. it's, it's 25 paintings to fill the back room. It's pretty daunting. So have you actually done 25 paintings in 10 months? Well, no. I, uh, he, would, he would carry over I, some unsold paintings maybe from the previous show. Uh, but still, it's, the it's, majority. Yeah, the I mean, majority. It's, it's a really daunting task. So, would you care to share insight how you proceed when you got a show like that to do? As soon as the show is scheduled, I, I sort of do a breakdown of subjects. Mm -hmm. I do, like I said, I do portrait still lifes, interiors. So I figure out, okay, how many? If I'm, how many of this subject? How many of that? What ideas do I have already? And then which ones do I think are the best? If I really feel confident about something, that'll be a big painting. You know, and then some a of them... Big meaning. Well, big for me, you know, like maybe 32 by 40. Okay. Big. Which is, which is big for me. Mm -hmm. Other artists, they do big paintings, no problem. Uh, I usually do things 16 by 20, uh, somewhere around there. A little smaller, a little bigger. That's where I'm most comfortable. Then I always end up changing my mind. So whatever I decide on what the show is going to be, six months later, I'll scribble something out and say, no, this idea is better. I'll do that one instead. So it evolves. So you change your mind about what? About... Well, if I come up with a better idea. You know, if I feel that I've, I'm really inspired by something else, then I'll, I'll think, well, okay, it's, it's a little bit better than that idea I had earlier, so I'll scrap that one and replace it with this one. How far do you go into the process before you change your mind about something? <laughs> as little as possible, hopefully, but you know, there's always a certain percentage of my work that I, I've, I've come to accept as part of the creative process that just gets scrapped. So I've talked with other artists about this, that in your average year, you might spend a month of wasted time. Wow. Oh yeah, a whole month, of, you know, maybe a week here, a week there on a painting that you decided, no, that's not working. Mm -hmm. This one's not working. Does that happen a lot? I think it's a little bit less. I'd like to say it happens a little less now that I've been doing it for 30 years, but uh, yeah, it's always going to be there. Okay, so do you work on multiple paintings at the same time? Oh yeah. What I discovered is it doesn't work for me to just do one and then finish it because then I'm sort of tapped out creatively. What happens is as I'm working on one painting, I get ideas about another painting, and so I always have at least six going at one time, sometimes as many as ten. So on any given day, I sometimes don't know until I walk in the studio what I feel like working on that day. That just works well for me. They kind of play off each other. Yeah. And tell us about your studio. I love artist <laughs> studios. I love artist studios. Artists studio always want the beautiful studio, and I finally have it. So it's, it's nice. I, I love it. I bought a house uh, a number of years ago that had this big addition in the back. It was built in the 1970s. Uh, just off the back door, so it's actually connected to the house. And uh, we just finished remodeling it, so we put in new windows and new trim and new flooring, and I've got a, you know, a, a skylight and a gas fireplace and everything. It's, it's like 20 by 24 feet, great big room with, full of paintings, and it's a wonderful place to work every day. Mm. Do you know what that sound is? Envy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, every day I see my wife off to work, and she she has a, a kind of a stressful job. She supervises 12 people. One day she came back, and she you know had a lot to say about her day because it was very frustrating. 
and she was going on and on. And I always have a glass of wine ready, and I'm always glad, you know, to see her. And I have dinner going, and I and I listen to her day about, you know, and I'm commiserating with her. And after she'd been uh, talking for a while, and she finally said, "Well, that was my day. How was your day? What did you do?" And I kind of sheepishly said, "I painted a butterfly." <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's true. And I really had. I painted a butterfly that day. That was my day. And she's smiling from ear to ear. You know, that's interesting. I think someone that Nanette and I just interviewed recently could relate to that. Dorothy. Right. It's interesting. Dave and I talked to Dorothy Brooks, who's one of our poets, and she was saying the I, same thing. She would spend an entire afternoon working, and she, her husband would come home and say, you know, how was your day? And she's like, it was so productive. I changed one word. Ah, oh, my gosh. You know, because you, you're thinking, you're thinking, yeah. you're thinking. And you thought you had it bad. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and Dave, just while we're on the topic of poetry, just for one minute, I want to promote an event going on at the National Show. Ah, yes. Which is a poetry and art evening. Right. Where our local poets have been invited to come in and take a look at the show and pick a painting that inspires them. And write a poem. Right, and write a poem about it. And then 10 will be selected to be read little event on March 12th at 7 p.m. Right. We did it last time. It was really fun. It's really interesting to see. That sounds fascinating. What artwork inspires yeah. the um, poets. So anyway. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 Right from uh, Palette de Pen, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. And it's not necessarily the award winners. Right. Just whatever's going to speak to yeah. someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking um, of award winners. Do I get a drum roll here? Any, any hit? <laughs> you can have a drum roll. You can have a drum roll. I'm not telling. <laughs> yeah. So. That was the sound of disappointment. <laughs> I'm Janet Watermeyer, Executive Director of the Visual Arts Center, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. Okay, so we're back. So what can we say? I mean, everybody's going to see the awards here uh, very soon but uh, for right now what can we say well what we can say yes what can we say what is, can we say well what is you know they're good they are really good <laughs> uh, it was it was an incredibly tough task i just finished the last bit before lunch today and i was going back and forth and back and forth on the last you know some of them trying to decide well i have to I've only got 16. I really yeah, could have easily handed show, out another 16. He came into the show thinking, 16 awards, that's an awful lot. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then when I started looking at them, I thought, 16 awards, that's not going to be enough. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I started going around, I brought my little tablet, and I was photographing the ones that I thought, well, maybe. You know, that was sort of my process. And then when I was done looking at the show, I counted up the photos I took, and there was about 40. Really? And I thought, oh boy, okay. You got some work to do. I've yeah, got to get that down to 16. To do. yeah. yeah. So. Because you actually spent pretty much the better part of two days making this decision, didn't you? I did. It was tough. It really was tough. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get to hand out money. 
it's not my money, it's someone else's. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, you know, yeah. to give an artist a we reward for hard work. We wish you were actually going to be here at the reception. I know, that would be. Yeah. I'd like to meet yeah. some of these people. Oh, that's right, you're not going to be here. No, no oh. I'll be back in Minneapolis. Yeah. Wishing I was here, because it'd probably be 10 degrees. Right. You all can stay at the Nets place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd be a little proud if Carrie's there, too. So, just when you were judging the show, what were you looking for when you judged? I mean, it, well, yeah, well, because there's to... no, like, I... Sorry, Dave, I know who the award winners were. She does. Yes, you do. And apparently you're going to be the only one to Because <laughs> he's not telling <laughs> So now, I've seen them, and there's... A big variety. Right. There's a big variety. It really is. It, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, even my wife was commenting, but it really is, yeah, a lot of different, different works. Mm -hmm. So how do you start the process of judging all of this? I start out with, a, with basic categories. Okay which I'll tell you what they are. It's concept, composition, color, drawing, and then emotion. So emotion kind of the, the variable, then that ties in. Everybody knows whether you like a painting or you don't like a painting when you first see it. True. And so it's not necessarily that all the winners have high marks in every category. That's going to be pretty rare. But they all have something, at least one or two categories, that are really high. You know, so you try to break it down to something concrete. So that, that's how I do it. And that's, you know, how I try to analyze my own paintings, too, when I'm putting them together. Okay. And, but is, I mean, can you do that yourself? I mean, don't you, I mean, I'm sure Aaron looks at your work, but are there other people who you talk with or invite over to look at yeah. your ongoing work? And I say, do have a couple other artist friends. And, you know, if I'm struggling with the painting, a lot of times if something's wrong with the drawing and I can't figure it out, you know, I'll ask an artist or if something, maybe I don't even know what it is. Right. And it, I can just tell it's not jibing. Right. And so I'll, I'll, try, I'll get an opinion from, you know, another artist that I respect. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to do. You know, yeah. a lot of, you spend a lot of time in the studio and it's easy to just keep doing your thing with, without getting input. That was one of the things that my teacher advised and don't follow as well as I ought. He said you ought to set up regular times to get together with a couple other artists whose work you respect and just bring paintings and talk about each work right. and critique each other and be right. tough. Like those writing circles. Or yeah, you know, yeah. don't be afraid. There must be people that you're not going to be hurt if they say, well, oh, this isn't working at all. You know, what are you doing? Because that might be the right critique. Right. <laughs> well, and it's something different, too, to say this isn't working as opposed to yeah, this is just really is a bad painting. You know? <laughs> That's right. I mean, right, those critiques are crucial, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it keeps you uh, moving forward instead of just setting it to the side or worse, throwing it out. You get the critique you need to uh, get, yeah, get you back on track. Back on track, either help you decide, is it worth pursuing this? Is this a problem you can fix? And if it is, what is it? What do I do? And I've had works like that, and I can't figure them out. So, Stephen, this process as you described as I think the acronym is three C's D E. Uh -huh. Is this something that a lot of artists follow when they judge? You know, we all talk about drawing values and color. Mm -hmm. Values being lights and darks. You know. Yeah. Uh, well and, and composition. Those are things mm -hmm. we always uh, were really working at when we were studying as students. So when we critique a painting it would always be from uh, at least as students, the nuts and bolts aspect. Okay, drawing's off here, this is too light, this is too dark. Because you're trying to reproduce something you've set up in nature that's sitting there right next to the painting. Right. So it's easy to critique. And it. in scale. 
and in scale and everything. Now our composition, this is a little off. Why don't you move this over here, get rid of this. Emotion is a lot harder to define. Right, subjective. And that's very subjective. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to analyze that according to what you think the artist is trying to do. Sometimes you're, you're not sure, <laughs> so you do your best. But you know how you feel about it, and that, that's part of it as well. Right. Sure. So. And you know, as, as wonderful as the show is, as great a juror as Stephen is, you know, another judge could have come in and chosen totally different works as the award winners. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they would have been because, not totally different, but, but a lot of them would have been different. Yeah, yeah. because there is just, you know, there's yeah. always subjectivity yep. to come, yep. when it comes to art. Yeah. Well, that's obviously a, a role that it plays, and actually it needs to, yep. because you don't yeah. want everybody picking the same thing. Right, right. Yeah. You don't want it just to be a cookie cutter. Right, and the same yeah. thing, you know, I've entered competitions and, and not won anything, and it just, I understand it, it's just how it, uh, it depends on, you know, everybody's going to have a different judgment, mm -hmm. so. You know, Stephen, you just mentioned about uh, you submitting to shows. How old were you when you started showing in the gallery? I was fortunate to start showing galleries when I was in my early 20s, so. Wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. And uh, it's been, that's how I decided I was going to make this work. There's you know several avenues you can go mm -hmm. uh, as a fine artist, and galleries I thought was the way for me because I'm not the kind of person who can go out there and pr promote my work very well and try to drum up shows or, or drum up a nice client list, and then have shows myself somewhere and you know put all that money out. And that takes just a different kind of personality than, than me. So, could you just explain how that happened with you? How you went from there to where you are now? I, well, I was fortunate that there was a local gallery that one of my artist friends worked at. Mm -hmm. And so she said, well, why don't you just bring some of your paintings in? And he'll probably, I'll just have him take a look at them. And so that was fairly easy. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Then I was fortunate as well that another student uh, decided she wanted to go to Washington, D.C. and find an investor and start a gallery of her own, which she did. Uh, so that gallery opened uh, by the time I was, I think, a fourth-year student. Some of the first paintings they had were paintings from the group of artists that she mm -hmm. knew because she mm -hmm. was sort of the main advisor. And uh, so I had a place out of town to send oh, things, which had a higher profile because he was advertising more and he had much bigger clients there in, in DC uh, and so that was really good experience you know just the idea of working with a professional gallery getting feedback you know and selling things occasionally and then you know that was sort of progressed into getting into some better galleries mm -hmm. and what about commission work do you prefer to do a lot of that not that much I would do the occasional portrait commission you know from time to time it's not something I really pursued it's something that every once in a while some just uh, portrait commission comes along. Uh, the last couple of years I got connected up with a client who's been commissioning a lot of artists to do very, uh, not portraits, but sort of more personal paintings for things he wanted. And that's been occupying my time. But the norm has been for me to put together solo shows and, you know, work toward that. So I'd, I'd spend a year or close to it on a show. And then when it's done, relax schedule another show, do it all but over But do you again. go out for the openings and things? Oh, every time. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a one-man show, I do. Yeah. I've done group shows where I don't necessarily go out for the opening if yeah. I'm just sending one or two paintings. Yeah. So tell us, tell us what advice you'd have for young artists. Yes. Getting their start. 
Yes, because I'm sure there are uh, young artists listening that are inspired by your life, Steve, and thinking, can I do that? What does it take to get there? You have to be sure that you're, you're passionate about it. It's something you want to do every day, all the time. And you have to be uh, hard-nosed and be willing to uh, accept that maybe you're not quite as good as you think you are. Artists tend to have, we all have really big egos, and we think we're wonderful and awesome, and everything we do is great. Well, that's another thing we wouldn't say on the show either. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you have to be a little bit thick-skinned and mm -hmm. know that you, if you work at it every day, you will get better and better. Mm -hmm. And uh, decide what sort of person you are. For me, like I said, it was the gallery route. So that means figuring out what sort of paintings you want to start doing to find galleries that are interested in you. You know, and then you can also just try to do it yourself where you're setting up shows. That's a lot more work, but uh, you know, it depends yeah, upon your personality. Different people take different routes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to ask uh, along the line of the commissions, because you said you've done some. Mm -hmm. If you have someone that comes to you who wants to do a commission work, are you selective about that? Yeah, I'm very selective. Uh, unless it's something that's similar to what I would do anyway, mm -hmm. uh, most likely um, I'm going to pass, because I have lots of other ideas for paintings and lots of other things I want to do. You know, if it's a portrait commission, yeah, I'll do it. If it's, um, you know, somebody wants a painting of their cat, uh, no, I won't do that. I'll paint my own cat. <laughs> but no, yeah. I won't. Well, I, I have so many things I want to do. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm selective. And that's good. Yeah. So change the subject. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the time you two have had here. Your white baron came into town. Mm-hmm been in and around the area a little through, bit a little yep. bit yep. have you had a chance to uh, enjoy any of Ponte Gorda yeah it's wonderful Uber around we have yeah. really we were well we decided not to rent a car and we yeah. thought well there's these free bicycles available oh yes the free bikes <laughs> but bikes. it's a little bit cool <laughs> and then we I thought, well I think Uber works better <laughs> I actually had to put my socks on before my sandals the other oh area. did you yeah, yeah. Yes. that's bad <laughs> That's bad for Florida. So, how about, because we still would like to talk a little bit more about the show here. Right. Okay. We are getting to be on a yeah. time crunch. That's why I wanted to cover it. Okay. Well, I'd like to talk about the show. Yeah. You went into the show, mm -hmm. and you started judging, and then you decided it. Well, you couldn't just narrow as you said, what, 40 to start? Yeah, 40 that first Out of about morning. 130. Yeah. Right. Another day of judging. This morning, yeah, I kind of finished it up. So I'd sort of decided I didn't know who was going to get what award. But some of them I knew was were going to get something. You know, I really had to take another look at. So I'm going to ask. <laughs> you know, how do you feel about it now? I'm I really guess. quite pleased. Mm -hmm. But they all impressed me when I walk into the show. I thought, wow, that's what that one looks like. Oh, and here's that one. And uh, wow, that looks a lot, lot, you know, even better you think in person. A little bit. I did a good job. I did. I, I did do a good job. I was going, I feel better now. <laughs> That's right. Our installation committee, which has an incredibly tough job, of, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, because what we do for the judging is you don't hang things nicely and neatly on the walls. It's just... It comes in and it goes up. Things are yeah, up, right. you know, and we have slat walls, and so... You know, where things are against on the floor, 
I mean, everything gets a good look, but it's not, it's not an exhibit yet. No, no. Right. It took a very dedicated group of us to get that done in, in only three days. Yes. So, yeah. yeah so From processing and hanging. So I'm interested to see how they put it all together. Yeah, so if our listeners have heard any little banging and stuff in the background, yeah, that's, that's our... That's them working hard to get the show ready to, to go. Get right. the show up. Yeah. See yeah. some of it up right now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a challenge because some of the pieces are very subtle. Some of them are quite bold. And, you know, some have glass in front of them, so that's a little bit harder to see, so you need to think about that. And different mediums, different styles, so, yeah. 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 Be fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so. and you went through the process. You you did that, and now you're sitting here in a talk show. <laughs> right, and then there's more. Yes, and, and then whole, there's more. We're doing a little schedule. whining and dining tonight. A little whining and dining tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. We have a his demo tomorrow the morning. tomorrow right. for the um, the still life demo, and I don't think I've even told you this, but. As the sponsor of the demo, oh. I will be taking your work. You'll be home. taking it home. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. This is sort of like oh. a like a thing. Oh. That's yes. how our house is full of paintings. Is that, that it? well, yeah. No? Well, it's it's yeah. I have Jeff Larson. Right, you got Jeff. Yes, I have Carl's. I have to admit, Carl's is in a closet because Carl did a portrait of me and. So, I just think of that being the coat hook in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now moving on. Stephen, you're doing a still life, right? Yeah, and it, nope. doing a still I'm life. doing a still life. He's doing a yeah. tangerine. And a bottle. And a bottle. Well, there's, there's two of them. <laughs> you sound so enthused. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It'll be fun. So, but there's uh, there's more fun to come than just that. Yeah, and then we have the ribbon cutting. He has to talk to the greeters, which mm. Dave didn't want to be a greeter, so he doesn't get to come to that. No, no maybe maybe we'll sneak you in. I'm going to talk a, a lot more Star Wars stories, too, now that yeah, I know that you're not going to be yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow, so, what did I do? <laughs> I feel the love. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so really, I mean, we, we want our visitors, our jurors, to come and really enjoy themselves. I mean, we're very <laughs> proud that these... Um, accomplished artists have uh, agreed to come yeah. to Punta Gorda to judge our show, and it's a treat for us to get to, to meet It's been a thrill for me. I'm it. really enjoying right. it. Yeah. I'm having a great time. Yeah. So, and Erin. It's and really Aaron. good to brought Erin. It is. Yeah. She's really fun. I Wait. can't believe she's been quiet this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't give her a microphone. <laughs> Lots of hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just quickly cover the nuts and bolts of the show? Yes. Okay. Thanks, Dave. So, National Art Exhibit. Um, it is running from February 2nd through March 20th. Poetry event is on March 12th at 7 p.m. And if you look on our website, we're going to have a number of um, guided tours of the exhibit. Mm -hmm. Read the artist's bios and some of the stories behind the paintings. So Looking people are to welcome to come and, you know, just look through the show themselves. Admission is free. And the People's Choice Award. Right. There oh, is yeah. going the People's Choice Award. Important event. One biggie, actually. Absolutely. Um, visitors have an opportunity to come in and vote for their favorite painting. Yeah. It's a dollar a vote. You can vote for 
15 paintings if you want to. You can cast 50 votes for one painting. You're welcome to stuff the ballot box as long as, you know, it's a dollar per vote. And the proceeds are split between the Visual Arts Center and the winning artist. And never in the history of the National Art Exhibit has the People's Choice Award gone to the winning, the oh, best of show yeah. painting. Right. That'll be really interesting to see what they pick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I have, you know, I have a couple of personal favorites in the show yeah. that I'm certainly going to be voting for. And that's really fun. I mean, and it's really fun for the artists you know, oh, yeah. who, who win to, to yeah. feel like, oh, these people came and they really liked my painting. Right. And, and they voted for it. And they voted, they voted for it. it. Yeah. Good affirmation. There. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's actually 17 awards. 17. That's true. Yeah. Right. So, and for people who come, um, you know, we will have people at the door to welcome you and point you in the right direction and give you a little bit of an overview. So um, we try and just make it a really fun experience for everybody. Yeah, a lot of people put a lot of hard work into making this thing happen for everybody. That's right. Well, Stephen, we enjoyed talking with you. We appreciate uh, you and Aaron taking the time to come here to Punta Gorda and you taking two days worth to go through and judge everything. It's been a pleasure. Enjoyed every minute of it. Definitely appreciate you coming on this show mm -hmm. and taking yes. the time out of your we limited. <laughs> we do. <laughs> okay, everyone. Well, we want to thank you for tuning in and joining us on the show. We'll be having another conversation soon. We'll be going back into some history of the uh, local area of Punta Gorda with uh, author Libby Schaefer. Dave, yeah. another great show. Another great show. And you take care. You too. I will be seeing you very soon. For the next show. Maybe at the Star Wars exhibit. Who knows? Dun, 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 dun. There we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Sounds good. Okay. Right. Everyone, thank you for joining us. This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. And you can find this and other episodes of our talk show on Facebook and our website at partnershipforthearts.group.org.